I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one -on -one time with teachers, with class sizes like about 16 per teacher. You can really get that one-on-one -on -one help a lot of students need. A 12 to one student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Now let's get to football at four. Uh, Bryce Young's season, it's, it's, it's unfortunate for him how good C.J. Stroud has looked. Yeah. It's it, rookie quarterbacks. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again here, right? Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to face each other this upcoming week. Um, they're not going to be on the same on the field at the same time as each other. It's not like, you know, CJ Stroud's going to be throwing jump balls all day because Bryce Young is undersized and, and right. Like at safety, he can't, he can't get there. Um, but these two will be forever linked. They will be forever matched up against each other. Their stats will be on graphics 10 years from now with their win loss records, their QBRs and their, their passing stats, one on one side, one on the other. And there is a bit of being graded on the curve compared to a draft, right? you are going to be graded based on how well you do in comparison to the other quarterbacks that have, were available when you get drafted. Um, you know, it's the, I'm trying to, I think it was in Keel Harry, Nikhil Harry, yeah. who was drafted above uh, Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf mm -hmm. and all. And the fact of the matter is that the guys behind you are worse than you. You look like a good draft pick, right? It, it, you know, if, if you are Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud was also struggling, or maybe even more so struggling, I think the patience for Bryce Young goes goes a lot further, right? I think the patience and, and the, oh, rookies take time, goes a lot further, rather than what he's dealing with, which is the Texans were bad last year, right? The oh, Texans yeah. don't have an obvious number one wide receiver. Well, what's Bryce Young's excuse, right? Oh, great, the Panthers were bad. We got it. Oh, look, they don't have a number one wide receiver. Perfect. Neither do the Texans. CJ Stroud is having, and even if you, you dive in and you go, well, actually, Nico Collins, some advanced analytics say, wow, he is really good. And, uh, oh, they, they do have uh, Tank Dell, who's a, a mid-round wide receiver who they hit on mm -hmm. rather than somebody like Jonathan Mingo, who's even a higher round pick, but the Panthers are hoping develops a little bit further later on. There's, there's shades of gray to every comparison. And also, you could just throw out there, it's like week seven, right? You could you could throw out there yeah. that there really hasn't been that much opportunity to, you know, have outliers kind of level out. But um, when these two play, whether it's fair or not, right? Because that kind of, you know, that is the deal. Uh, we, you heard with Hubert Davis, right? We're here at ACC tip-off. Hubert Davis, head coach in North Carolina. I asked him if he's seen any, any problems with name, image, and likeness coming from the fact that some guys in his locker room are making – you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some guys are making less. Some guys are making in the middle. And he said, you know, after after kind of thinking about it for a minute, he was like, that's life, right? It's it's not always going to be exactly equal and fair. And and I'll use that here, right? Bryce Young, it's not – it has absolutely nothing to do with Bryce Young, how well C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston, right? Uh, if, if the Houston Texans – dial up a wide open wide receiver on Sunday and the wide receiver could catch it. He could fair catch it, but he makes the catch and then backpedals into the end zone. 
we're going to say CJ Stroud, one touchdown pass, Bryce Young, zero touchdown passes, right? If Meanwhile, if Bryce Young throws a pass on the money and the wide receiver drops it, we're going to say CJ Stroud, one touchdown pass, Bryce Young, zero touchdown passes. It's not fair. But when you're drafted number one and number two, you're forever going to be compared against each other. So this weekend is is one where right everyone that's ever been successful uh, probably will admit that it comes with a little bit of luck, right? It's It's, you know, 50% hard work, 20% help from others, 20%. Uh, <laughs> you remember, uh, if you're out there and you're of a certain age, you know for a fact the song I'm thinking of. Um, there was a song by Fort Minor oh, yeah. that was the uh, highlight film song for every single middle school and high school football team for like five years, where it was like 5% pleasure, 15% pain, 100%, and they broke down. 10% luck, 20% skill. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. You broke down it all. Uh, there's definitely a percentage of luck in there. If Bryce Young just wants like the the metaphorical monkey off his back, if he just wants some of the pressure to be uh, alleviated, the luck portion of it is have C.J. Stroud throw two or three picks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just and, and I don't care if they're C.J. Stroud's fault. Have him bounce right off the wide receiver's hands. If at the end of the day Bryce Young has a better score sheet, a better stat sheet than C.J. Stroud. There's going to be a weight lifted off Bryce Young's shoulders mm -hmm. because then CJ Stroud will be winning the season long because his stats will be better and he's been more efficient and, and all of those things. But Bryce Young will win the head to head. And quite often the tiebreaker comes down to the head to head, right? When when they were on the same field with the same weather conditions, what did they look like? So, you know, if, if you're, you're, you know, pulling apart a, it's going to be Thanksgiving time, right? If you're pulling apart your wishbone, you're making a wish for Bryce Young, it could be Bryce Young plays great or CJ Stroud looks. Uh, like like Bryce Young has looked, and and that will just take some of the pressure off because right now the comparison is really really hurting Bryce Young. If you take away that comparison, I think everyone's much more comfortable saying, "Oh, it's a rookie year for Bryce. He's going to have growing pains. Oh, he's going to be better. Oh, he'll learn. Right? He's not making the same mistake twice anymore." But because C.J. Stroud didn't have to make the same mistake once to have success, now it's well, what's going on with that, Bryce? Right. It's it's mm -hmm. the the teacher's pet. Right. It's CJ Stroud right now is saying, like, actually, can we teacher, you forgot homework. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, actually, can we look at passer rating? Can we look at passer rating, please? Not just, uh, you know, uh, how open the wide receivers are. Can we can we look at, uh, you know, interceptions next, Mr. Mrs. Teacher? And Bryce Young's going, dude, shut up. <laughs> dude, dude, I didn't do well in interceptions. Don't tell him to look at interceptions. <laughs> that's that's not what I want going on right now. So they're gonna be on the same field next to each other. It's an opportunity to level that playing field. Do you find it interesting that? By the way, next week, not next year. It's actually this. Week. It's this coming Sunday. Yeah, it's there fine. you go. Calendars make my head hurt. Do you find it interesting that the Texans, with a rookie head coach mm -hmm. who is a linebacker in the NFL and defensive coordinator, that that team is getting more out of their rookie quarterback than the Panthers, who have a head coach who is a former NFL quarterback, been an offensive coordinator, and been a head coach now at multiple stops mm -hmm. for multiple years. Like, why is one team getting more out of their rookie quarterback? Is that coaching? I think it's actually the ease with which the head coach will turn over the offense, right? They have Bobby Slowick, who was uh, the passing game coordinator yeah. for the Niners as the offensive coordinator in Houston. I don't think D'Amico Ryans is going to be micromanaging him. Exactly. Because he's a defensive head coach. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank Reich. Let the play caller be like, the play caller. Like, who – how many cooks are in the kitchen for the Panthers' offense? That's my concern. Frank Reich, offensive head coach. Uh, obviously, Thomas Brown, offensive coordinator, just took over play calling. They have uh, Caldwell, 
who was a longtime head coach and an offensive mind mm-hmm. in the NFL as a senior offensive assistant. They, they, they just they have Deuce Staley, who, if you paid attention to his run on uh, the Lions Hard Knocks as the, the running backs coach, he's somebody that has opinions and, and likes to know how his players are used. Uh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown yeah. is, is, I mean, he's a former quarterback. Now he's the quarterback's coach, so that makes sense. But also, quarterbacks are control freaks. There's, there's a lot of, of hands in that ingredients, mixing them all up. And, and meanwhile, you go to Houston, and it's like it's a one-on-one communication. It's Slowick and it's C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. and they're locked in, in you know, arm-in-arm. I think that, that does help quite a bit with the development. Like, you need one voice, literally one voice in their ear for every single improvement. I think there might be like six, six uh, voices in the ear of Bryce Young. But yep. we'll see how it plays out this weekend on Sunday when they play. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Ninety-nine-nine, The Fan, The Drive with Tim Donnelly. We are still out here in Charlotte for the, the ACC tip-off, and uh, we are now joined by Steve Forbes, Wake Forest head men's basketball coach. Uh, coach, thank you for taking the time to, to stop by. Um, we've been talking about this with, with coaches throughout the day, but uh, ACC basketball, it, it's, it's crazy, but I feel myself defending it more than, yeah. than I have had to in the past, right? It used right. to be, it goes without saying, ACC basketball, but, but now, right, the decision-making is driven by football. This other conference right. is, is making strides. How, how do we preserve what the, the history tells us ACC basketball should be. I, th- I just think we got to continue to uh, accentuate the positives. And the positives are that, you know, we're a basketball league. Seven of the teams in our league have won national championships or multiple national championships. Every year we're in the final four or the elite eight. That's undeniable. Uh, the most players drafted in the history of the NBA draft come from the ACC. You know, sometimes it fluctuates year to year, but it's not even close. You take a historical look at it and just go back 10 years. It's not close. And so, yeah, I think what has happened and, you know, it's the change in the coaches. You know, we've lost, you know, Coach K, uh, Coach uh, Williams, Coach Bayheim, Coach Bray. I mean, those are household names in the league for a long, long time. It doesn't mean that the league got bad. It just means we have change and we have some really good young coaches that have come in the league. And I think we got to continue to accentuate that. I do think that, you know, metrics have changed (laughs) a a lot of things. I'm not a huge fan of those things, but you know, it's something that we got to deal with. And I I think that starts the narrative a little bit. Uh, The, the, another thing that has changed is the transfer portal and and it's, it's made it. So you could be in this conference one year, that conference, the next year, things, things are very fluid, you know, looking at, at kind of how you know, you, you had a big jump in, in, in your program. Does, yep. does last year matter at all when you look at, you know, uh, all of the players, the characters could be different? No, no question. That's one thing I've tried to educate our fans about is you got to come and see them for now. And I think the hard thing for fans is that they're so used to seeing guys three, four years. You don't have that anymore. So, like, when you have a Jake LaRavia or a Linus Williams or a Ty Appleby, you got to come see them this year. 
Mm. You know, because you may not see them next year. We're not, would we like to have them? Sure we would. <laughs> but that's just not the nature of what it is right now. Yep. And uh, I know that's hard for fans. And so I, I do think you have to build for each year. It's hard to have a program anymore. You can have an identity and a way you style play. But as far as having a program, it, it's a lot tougher now these days. Steve Forbes, Wake Forest head men's basketball coach, joining us here on The Drive. Uh, a couple names you brought up, right? Alondis Williams, Tyree Appleby. Is, is that sustainable to just keep bringing uh, bringing in guys? And, and for for <laughs> as soon as they step on campus, they're they're you know lights out superstars. It, yeah. it's, that's a good hit rate over it the last is, couple of years. You know, and it, it's a it's credit to them. Mm. They 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 the ones that did all the work. You put them in the position to be successful, and you hope that that happens. You know, and you know we feel good about the transfers that we have this year. Uh, you know, Hunter Salas was a former McDonald's All-American and played for Mark Few at Gonzaga, who's forgot more basketball than I'll ever know. And, you know, Efton Reed, who possibly, you know, we're waiting on a waiver. Those two guys are really high-level players. And Boopy Miller from Central Michigan is a really good point guard. And Abramo uh, Sanka from uh, UCLA. So we've got – I think sometimes, too, it's important to get good players for good programs. Mm. You know, and those guys have all been taught well. And so uh, I don't – I'm not trying to sustain the whole – program on that i think you just got to be a mix there's got to be good transfers good high school players good international players and we've kind of got a mix of all that yeah um another name you brought up efton reed uh waiting on that waiver yeah it's it's waiting on two-time transfer waivers in the state yeah. of north carolina it's it's yeah. a it's a hot button hot issue how, how do you deal with that and and you know what can you learn from maybe some of the other yeah. high profile you situations know, honest truth is i don't deal with it and i don't look at other situations because really truthfully they're all different you know, the facts are the facts. I feel really good about Efton's uh, uh, waiver. Um, we, we, we sent in over 100 pages of documentation. Um, and I believe in our our waiver, and I believe in the process. So I'm going to let the process play out and, you know, and see what happens. But uh, you can't really look at other people's situations because everybody's got a different situation. And none of us are privy to those details. And so it's uh, it's just something that's just individual case by individual case. From a, a basketball standpoint, how do you plan for we might have another seven-footer, yeah. we might not? I mean, I just don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I, he practices every day, and um, it's not really in my mind as far as, like, our first game. You know, we play, actually play Alabama on Sunday in a charity game, uh, which will be exciting. He won't play in that unless he's cleared. Mm. And, if, and then the following week, we play uh, Elon and open up. If he plays, he plays. If he don't, he don't. Life goes on, and he knows that. He's a great young man. Um, but for me, if I if I sit here and plan for that, it, it would drive me insane. And so I just don't. And if he if he is, then that's just that's house money, baby. Roll the <laughs> dice. Uh, Steve Forbes, Wake Forest head men's basketball coach, joining us here at ACC Tip Off. Uh, you've got, done kind of everything in your your, your three years at Wake, uh, aside from get over that final hump and and, and into the yeah. tourney. Uh, is is year four kind of turning your bust? Uh bust as far as what? As, well, it just is like as far as measuring measuring this season to success. Um, I don't know. I mean, really, truthfully, this is year three. Um, first year doesn't count. I mean, it was. COVID. I agree with that. It was COVID. My contract doesn't say that. So, <laughs> I mean, I look at it as year three. I know, I, and I understand the question. Don't yep. get me wrong. I yeah. I mean, we want to make the tournament, but it's very disappointing to me. We can get back to talking about metrics that we can win 13 league games and not get in the tournament we won right. 11 league games last year and then get in the nit what's something's wrong with that 
completely you agree know? with that one. And so, yes, for our fans, no question. We want to get to the tournament. You know, um, that's always – that's the that's the goal every year. And how do we do that? Well, I think we got to win the right games. Okay, it gets down to that, right? We had 13 games last year that uh, were decided by three points or less. We were in six and seven of those, but we lost to four teams. They either went to the Final Four or the NCAA tournament. You got to win those games. Coach, before we let you go, and we're getting the wrap yeah. it up signal, uh, personal favor. Uh, I'm I'm a Delaware Blue Hen. Oh, yeah. So so the next time you see an Andrew Carr in the portal coming out of Delaware, can, you, do it. can you just shake his hand and say, you know what, you need to go right back from where, where you were trying to leave and just stay at Delaware? Hey, hey listen, it, I told Coach, I always want good players for good programs. <laughs> that is true. You and did I, say and that earlier. The truth is, I, the reason why I took Andrew, because in the NCAA tournament, he had like 14 points mm-hmm. against Villanova. I'm serious. And that's, I saw that's our rival, by the way. So, again, you, you, he became more beloved to us, and then that's the reason you, you took him. Hey, so good players make good coaches. Hey, I'm, once a blue hand, always a blue hand, so I'm rooting for him. All right, uh, thank you very much for stopping Thanks. by. Thanks. All right. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.